I'm Jim. And I'm Emily. And we're, we're the, the Summers, Summers family. family. She works in an office. And he runs the home. Together, we're raising our four kids with an emphasis on family, adventure, and the arts. Welcome to the Summers Time Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Summers Time Podcast. This is episode four. And today we wanted to cover the topic of a financial freeze. So Em, why don't you explain what that means? Finances is a huge topic. So uh, we're going to look at one aspect of it, but for sure, we're going to revisit finances in a few more podcast episodes. But today we wanted to talk about something that we have done for years. Like, Mm -hmm. frankly, I think we've been doing it since the beginning of time. I was trying to think before we got started exactly how long we have been doing this. And that's probably a good sign that I can't remember because it means we've been doing it for a long time and it's really important to us. And we thought maybe you listeners out there might find it important to you and give it a shot. So years ago, we um, had got this idea to go on a spending freeze for January and February. And frankly, you could do it any time of year. But for us, we thought, let's go into spending freeze January and February because we had just come off the heels of the holidays and we just blew. We were zapped. Yeah, we were zapped. I think our accounts were almost at zero or something. We were we were just gone. We wanted to do something to get our finances healthy again or feel like we were on the right track and somewhat honestly kind of break the habit of... The spending. Yeah, just, like you, you, you we, we were finding ourselves just throwing our card out there and not really thinking about it or even worse going online and just clicking buy, especially on Amazon. That was kind of, which we love Amazon, but it was the beginning of the end for us with Amazon because it was, we were doing that and we were doing that around uh, year round. I mean, we would buy things, not even look at the price sometimes. That's not a good thing. You and I tend to be, if we, if we looked at our profile for how we manage things, um, and how it impacts our finances. We are for sure people who pay attention to convenience or will overspend because something's convenient versus looking for the deal. Which yeah, is just, I don't do deal buying much at all. No, it's horrible. We we should be better about that. But um, we anyway, we were getting a little bit spend happy, and so we wanted to right size. And um, so we decided that we were going to go on a spending freeze. So here's what a spending freeze is. Mm-hmm. It basically means that you are not spending money on anything outside of the necessities. No frivolous spending. No frivolous spending. It has to be a need, not a want. Right. So no coffee at Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts. It means even if you're going to the grocery store, like you're not buying the good stuff. So we'll still buy beer and wine, but we're buying the least expensive beer during that two-month period versus the craft beers. Wine, we set a threshold like $10 or less instead of buying the nice wines. Um, It means that we're not going out to dinner or out to lunch. It means that we're not doing activities like the movie theater. We're spending a lot of time at the library, for example. Um, There's a lot of different ways that it shakes out. You kind of turn into a bit of a hermit, which we've accepted. So for those that are not, don't think they can help themselves, this might not be for you, but you really do kind of shut down, but I feel it's it's beneficial after a whirlwind of holidays, not just the, the financial aspect, but I mean, you're you're spent after all that 
you know, stuff going on to the holidays and everything like that, you're just tired. So it is kind of nice to take a break. But for those that are, that, that can't do that, just be weary. You would be inside a lot and not doing much. Yeah. But I, I think at the same time, it stretches your creativity on things that you can do. So we invite people over to our house for dinner or brunch right? That's versus true. going out to restaurants. And it's kind of a fun way. I, we like it. Yeah. We, we definitely like it. Yeah. So that's what it is. Let's talk a little bit about some of the benefits of it. Obviously, it helps you save money. And and frankly, the amount of money that you can save with this is really crazy. Yeah, that's quite a bit. Actually, It makes you realize what you really are spending on a daily or weekly basis by going out. Yeah. So by the time we hit March, it's awesome to see the credit card bills look so great. Um, So that aspect of it is kind of the given, but there's other things that we get out of it that are not necessarily given and are really, really good. Mm -hmm. So one of those things would be that I find we are actually noticing and enjoying things and maybe having a little bit more gratitude than we would previously. So a very basic example would be if sometimes I get into a habit where I'll buy coffee at Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts and I get I can get to the point where I'm not even noticing it. Like I'm not tasting the coffee. I'm not really thinking it through. It becomes such a habit that it's not a conscious thought. Right. And after two months of not doing that, if I go out to get a coffee, it feels like a special treat. I would say that for the same as going out to, to dinner or to lunch or whatnot. It, you kind of you get desensitized to it if you're if you're going out too much. And so when you don't go out for two months, as we do, when you do go out, it, it feels fresh again. It's kind of nice. You you might be revisiting the same restaurants, but they feel a little different than if you were just going, you know, week after week or whatnot. Which is really good for the kids too. It's yeah, really yeah. good for them because especially in December, we tend to go out to eat a lot. There's a lot of activities. There's people in town. Sure. Um. So. Even for the kids where it's like, where are we going tonight? To shift to it feeling collectively like a family treat is, I think, a great a great thing. That it's a good balance. It. It's a it's a counterbalance to what you're used to doing in the months leading up to the holidays, which is it's almost like a yin and a yang because in the fall leading up through Christmas and New Year's, you're really just go, go, go. And it's sometimes eating out is it's mostly fun for fun, but sometimes it's also be a necessity. Like you just the timing doesn't allow for you to go home and make a nice meal. So when we reset in January and February, it does feel kind of good to ba- to balance that. Like I said before, you're tired after the holidays. I, th- I don't know anyone who's not tired and ready for a break. So why not give your finances a break too? And the other thing that I think has been really good for us as a couple and for a family is it forces you to slow down. So you've right. just been r- running ragged go, go, go. in December. Um, it forces us to say, let's have a movie night, which I think some people maybe watch movies a little bit more regularly than we do. So just slowing down and saying, let's watch a show, let's mm-hmm. do a game night. Um, I, that tends to be another good aspect of going on the spending freeze. I think it also, to to jump on top of that, I think it also encourage us, encourages us to get better sleep because we're not necessarily up late with friends or family drinking and partying. Uh, a lot of times we have had some friends that say that they're, well, we'll see in March or whatever, because we don't do a whole lot. So it actually gives us the opportunity to, okay, it's nine o'clock on a Friday night or a Saturday night. We played a game with the kids. We watched a movie. Everyone goes to bed and 
it sounds dorky, but you wake up feeling pretty good and you didn't spend money and, uh, and you're, you're feeling fresh and ready to go. So really it's, 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 I keep coming back to the term. It's a reset and it's, it's a reset financially. It's a reset mentally, sometimes physically, emotionally, I suppose too, just to throw that out there. Um, and it really kind of gets you going, I think into the, into the new year. Yeah. I think the recalibration is really, really important that you are like, I'll find when we hit March that I am consciously thinking more about what we're spending money on. Mm -hmm. Whereas I came from in December, less conscious thinking, just going, just doing it. Yeah. And the reason why we do this every year is there's a little bit of a creep in your routine and your habits. So Mm -hmm. like February and uh, January, we're really tight about it. And then March is still, you know, pretty good. And the next few months are good. And then you kind of creep a little bit back into that feeling of convenience. And then just naturally because of the holidays and stuff, um, you know, October, November, December can be a little bit crazy. So anyway, it's Mm -hmm. a recalibration of your habits around finances and spending. Something that listeners may be wondering about is what about curveballs? What about things that pop up that uh, we've mentioned in earlier podcasts that family is a core value? So what if there's something that's going on with family and you don't want to say no to it? Right. Um, we're, we're really, really thoughtful about still if if the family's just says, we're going to go out to eat, mm-hmm. that's going to be a no. Or we're going to say, hey, why don't you guys come over to our place? Or you know, we'll make a suggestion that would work for us with the spending freeze. Sure. Plus, at this point, it's kind of hilarious. Most of our family members they know. know. <laughs> yeah, they know. So they just really kind of leave us alone almost for, that, for those two months. Or they'll suggest things that would accommodate what we're doing. Right. Which, by the way, that's actually a good point is that if you do do this, it's good to tell your circle what you're doing because they can help support you or be supportive of it. And that feels so thrown off and like maybe offended or something. That, that you go or luring you into breaking your spending freeze and sure. not being true to what you intended to do for the month or the couple of months. Anyway, there are things that come up that we do want to make sure that we do. So an example of this is last weekend, uh, your family was all getting together to go to a basketball game because mm-hmm. your dad has a really great product that is being showcased at the game. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Must catch. <laughs> um, we'll talk about that. We'll another talk time. about that in another episode. But um, we felt that it was a really good thing to support him and support the product and show the kids. Um, so getting there, uh, paying for parking, the kids might want something to eat when we're there. Like this was definitely going to be something that would require some money. So instead of faking ourselves out and saying, well, this is a need versus a want, mm-hmm. we allow ourselves to be honest about what it actually is and what we do throughout the year. As we take our pocket change and we, we broke open the piggy bank, <laughs> we, we put it in the piggy bank. So literally you have a piggy bank, don't you? <laughs> a piggy bank. Yeah. So when it gets to situations like this, we, <laughs> we break the piggy bank. We use our piggy bank. <laughs> we, it's funny when we, you see us counting the change in our, <laughs> no, we've got dollar bills. I'm kidding around, but you're right. We do. We kind of bust open the piggy bank and we, 
see how much money we have. And I'll be honest, and you might not even know this, my eyes kind of light up. I'm like, ooh, we're, it's almost like, it's weird. It's like you're using forbidden money or something like that. Or you're, yeah. it's not that it's forbidden money, but you feel like you're breaking the rules, but you're really not because you've allowed for this. Now, some people might not want to, but we do. And this is, as you stated, kind of an emergency fund. And we won some money at a Super Bowl party. And I had forgotten about that. And you go, well, we have the money we won at the Super Bowl party. And I was like, oh, okay, well then, yeah, let's do it. go ahead and use that. Yeah. So there are some ways to create a safety net for yourself. Um, and, and I think it kind of goes back to the gratitude thing that if you if you use your piggy bank money, it makes you appreciate that you're doing this thing because you had to go the extra mile versus just swiping your card again. Right. Um, and it's so funny too because the kids know about it. And so even at the game they were they really wanted like a hot dog. And we were like, you can have half a hot dog. <laughs> no, we didn't do that, but it was But they were asking like how much money do we have? and we were all calculating. Yeah, we were guessing like well we have this much so we have to pay for parking. By the way, little disclaimer, my dad did offer graciously to pay for the tickets for us to, to be there, which was very nice of him and, and my mom. Um, and I think it had to do with the fact that they knew that we were on this spending freeze. So when I talked to him over the phone, he said, hey, I want to have you I'm and the kids come to the game if you want to go. And he goes, my treat. <laughs> I didn't say anything to him, but I just, you know, then we thanked him at the end of the game. But I just I kind of knew that was part of it, I think. So but yeah, we were counting the money and like, OK, well, Jack can get a hot dog and Lily can get a drink or whatever. And it worked out fine and everything. But it was a way to quote unquote cheat the system but you're not really cheating as long as you build that in to your uh to your plan the part i loved the most was the kids and how on board with it they were and the calculations that we were going through and they'll even do it if i take them to the grocery store during the spending freeze they're They're cognizant of it it, yeah. yeah or um they they really this entire past two months have not asked really to go out to dinner it hasn't even been a conversation yeah it's the, they're they're used to it and it's almost like they kind of just go along with it without questioning anymore they just assume this is what's going to happen we tell them uh the one who does not yet quite understand it which for obvious reasons she's only going to be four next month but ellie doesn't quite get it she's still asked me a couple times uh if we can get mcdonald's like after school or taco bell or whatnot and i say we can't because we're not spending the money. And she goes, just bring money. <laughs> she doesn't quite understand <laughs> that we have the money, but we're not spending the money. So, but the rest of the, the other kids, the other three are, um, they're pretty good about, yeah, just going along with it. It also encourages them during this time frame to break open their piggy banks. So we'll yeah. get, we'll do this in another episode, but we do do chore money for them. Right. So they do have a little bit of cash that if they want something, the, during this time frame, they're a lot more likely to suggest that they'll, if they want something really badly, that they might pay for it versus yeah. asking us to pay for it. Um, so I, I just think it's interesting to see how it plays out with the kids. One thing that's actually caught me off guard a few times is when we are in spending freeze in these months and the kids do want to get something, you know, they they do bust open their piggy banks and they'll say, we want to get this. And I said, no, we're not spending money. And they'll say, well, we have the money. And I'm like, oh, that's true. You guys do have some money. So in that case, yeah, I guess it would be okay. I None of them have asked if we can get fast food with their own money. And I'm kind of hoping that doesn't happen. But um, but yeah, that caught, that catches me off guard a little bit because I'm just thinking, oh, these, they're kids. They, they're under 10 years old. They don't have any money, but they do. And they work as you said, we'll do this another episode. They work hard at their chores and they've been saving money. So they're able to spend it. 
When I think about the way that this impacts our kids, it actually makes me think about when I was growing up, the things that I noticed with how my parents spent their money and how my grandparents spent their money. And my grandparents were so good about spending money. They really knew how to stretch a dollar. And I I paid a ton of attention to that. So every year during the spending freeze, I, I tend to think about them a lot. I remember... Um, when we would be going on trips with my grandparents that my grandmother would write down the cost of gas at the gas stations that they would drive past okay. so she could so, th- so they could remember the best gas stations to go to. I mean, mm-hmm. she could tell you, you could ask her like, any area around them and she could really tell you the best gas and i remember thinking when i was younger geez it's a few pennies but those few pennies add up she was ahead of her time now they have an app for that like called gas have you heard of it called gas buddy Mm -mm. it shows you all the prices of the gas stations around wherever you are and then obviously you can choose to purchase the cheapest gas she was doing that a couple decades ago they would do things like reuse plastic bags and they they just they really really weren't frivolous the the plants that they had on their property they would take the seeds from the plants and then use those to replant the following right. year they did a lot of canning um just a, a lot of things to um like totally the opposite of us where we tend to spend for convenience they really thought they were mindful and it's probably that generation they were mindful yeah. of, their, of their dollar right. and i i think about them a lot during these couple of months because i just think this is a way for us to channel that a little bit and use our brain more for how we in this day and age can stretch a dollar if our grandparents were more of the generations where they were mindful about money and how to save it and they were not very frivolous what do you think defines the generation of today as far as financial spending in a couple words like the opposite but that sounds a little harsh i don't want to necessarily say that everyone in from our generations are just like terrible money managers and don't know how to save um but i do think that it's it has again with more of this online shopping thing and not just amazon i mean you can shop for anything online virtually which i admittedly so do quite a bit because it does make my life easier you know they didn't have credit cards then and i think that that good point i think that really played into the way that they spent because you had what you had yeah you didn't have plastic invisible money that you can just throw down and then pay later you had to pay what you had that's a good point yeah and if you look at a lot of financial gurus there's like the envelope uh savings I've heard of that process where what they're I think what they're trying to do is to take like here's your amount of money it's in an envelope for the month you Mm -hmm. can't spend more than what's in this envelope it's trying to shift the mentality of I have a card and the card is limitless to okay you have a cap like it's it's placing some boundaries on your finances Um, forces you to think yeah and the other thing that I was thinking about is that it goes a little bit back to if you think about when we were talking about values in episode one. So a lot of times people think that the reason that maybe their finances aren't what they want them to be or the way to get them to be better is with the big expenses. Hmm. But 
The crazy thing is, it's really about the little things. Because you're not usually counting that. Yeah. Yeah. You're just, there's, oh, okay, gas money, gas in the car. That just goes. You don't even pay. I don't even look at what the price is generally. I just put it in the car and go. And I think that's one of the reasons why the spending freeze really, really works is because it's the day to day things that you aren't paying attention to that you've convinced yourself, well, this is only $5, like whatever. Right. And I remember my grandmother at one point, um, she was talking about some of the ways that they had saved money. And she was talking about um, packing a lunch versus buying a lunch. And she had done the math. Of course she had. (laughs) I can't remember the exact amount of money that they believe my grandfather saved by packing lunch every day, but it was significant. And you think about, like, if you're in the workplace for, I don't know, 40 years, let's say, and you add that up over a 40 year period, day to day, it doesn't seem like much, but over 40 years, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Well, you've started doing that more yourself, maybe because of that reason. You pack your lunch now when you go to work and. Maybe not every day, but more days than not. And I think we used to do that as well when I was working um, because it really does add up. It's like getting fast food every day, basically. I mean, you're not you're you're, you're getting cafeteria style food at your office, but it, you're paying kind of the same pricing, maybe a little bit more than what you would at fast a fast food restaurant. Do that every day, five days a week, fifty two years out of the week, give or take holidays, stuff like that, vacations. That adds up. So yeah. It, so if you shake off the day to day like little things Mm -hmm. and you think about the pool of money that you could be creating over throughout the year or throughout however long, Um, certainly during the month or two months, however long you do the spending freeze, that then can be used for the things that you truly value. So for us, adventure is a big part of it. Arts is a big part of it. That means maybe we've saved up enough money to go see a show that we were really looking forward to or take the family on some trip that we think would be really cool. Or, um, you know, maybe there's something from a family perspective that we really need to save up for a car or whatever. Um, So it's it's I, I think a huge benefit of the spending freeze is recalibrating the little day to day spending expenses. and having more awareness. So we've mentioned a little bit that swipe mentality. And I, as we were talking about that, it was reminding me of how I saw this play out in our kids at a young age. Hmm. Do you remember when Jack started kindergarten? Uh, vaguely. Okay. I mean, it's been a, a lot going on since then. But So Jack started kindergarten and um, we, so we heard that there was this card that you could use in the cafeteria. And so I think we put like $50 oh, yes. on this card. It's and coming like, back to me now. <laughs> like a week in or some very short amount of time, we were alerted that he needed his card replenished. It had already gone down. Yeah. Like, and f- we're like... <laughs> We're like fifty bucks. How did he like, spend fifty dollars in a week? Fifty dollars. <laughs> turns out we asked him, we asked and he him. was honest. And what he, he said, he was buying an obscene amount of chocolate milks, <laughs> and he's like, "All I have to do is swipe my card." He's buying chocolate milks for his classmates. Yeah, he was buying. He was basically rounds on me, guys. He was buying chocolate milks for all the kids in the cafeteria. And had no awareness of that it actually was costing money. He's like, "It's great. I just swiped my card." And I, you were so funny because you're like, "Emma, I'm literally picturing him like on the kids' shoulders, just throwing chocolate milks out to oh, the yeah. crowd. Like, you get a chocolate milk, putting you his get bar tab down, and say, "This one's on me, everyone." Well, and in all seriousness, that 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 is a funny story. I'm glad you brought that one up because 
um, because it's funny, but also it 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 really does kind of show you that kids these days, at least our kids, can't speak for all of them, but our kids in the school district they go to, they and they still have these cards. Jack and Lily I think still, they've put a limit on them now. Like I think, I think the kids have said you can't swipe. Yeah, you can only swipe like once a day or something yeah. for a meal and a drink or something like that. Plus, we told Jack at that time, buddy, you can't do this. It's, you know, this is yeah. for you. You get a chocolate milk, not, not you know, the 20 other kids at your table or whatnot. <laughs> but it, it was inadvertently already at the tender age of six, I think is the time, already teaching him how to, how to swipe a credit card, which is going back to what you were saying, what hopefully the financial uh, freeze and just being mindful of your money hopefully it teaches you not to do because it's just too easy to swipe the, that piece of plastic and then be done with it. Uh, and that was kind of already teaching him that method. So I'm glad they've pulled back on that and put some restrictions on it because, yeah, he didn't know at the time, obviously. And it was a little detrimental to our pocketbook because that was 50 bucks in a week that he just blew right through. Um it does make you think, though, as the kids get older, if that's if that's what they are experiencing from a young age. Right. I mean, by the time they get older, is money like paper money actually going to exist? I don't know. Maybe it's going to be on a card. And when it's on Your a card, fingerprint or something, who knows? It is so much easier to spend. So yeah. I find as parents really having conversations about the spending freeze and why we do it and finances in general has been really important. We've done it from a young age. That was a big learning when Jack was in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, we've mentioned it a few times, but they have a lot of awareness of the, the spending freeze and that, you know, they, they tend to participate to a certain degree. We do let them spend their money throughout the couple of months, but um, I think just that they see our approach to it and the you know reasoning behind it and the, like the why is really good from a parenting perspective. I agree. And I think that they actually don't really spend their money too much either. It's almost like they're mirroring what we're doing, even though they could technically spend some of their money. But beyond that, I, you know, I do think it's a good thing for them to learn at a young age. I, I don't remember myself learning that very early on. Uh, and it, I think it kind of hurt me at the beginning of my adult life um, for reasons I won't go into. But uh, yeah, I think it's good that the, our kids are seeing, you know, how to save your money, take a break, manage it, and and you can have a little fun with it. Like we were talking about being creative and whatnot. Something that I've thought of a few times about over the past few weeks or I guess a couple of months now because we are – Stepping out of the spending freeze. As of today. Well, last night, technically. <laughs> a comment that a coworker made to me um, as we were entering into the spending freeze. So I was at Starbucks grabbing a drink and it was like my last coffee. Your last hurrah. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> he knows that we do the spending freeze. He goes, oh, last coffee, huh? Like, I'm telling you, a lot of people know that They've we picked do this up at this it. point. We've just done it for so long. It's like, last coffee, huh? And I said, yeah, you know what? It's a good thing. I shouldn't be drinking coffee this often. It's such a waste of money. And he said that he had a friend who told him, because there was a period of time where he was trying to cut back on the amount of coffees every day, and he gets a coffee every single day. He said that his friend knew a person who was very, very sick, um, maybe even terminal. I, I don't, I don't exactly remember. Dark, I know I'm going super dark, dark avenue. but it's, I've been thinking about it. And he said that this, um, his friend asked the, their friend, 
do you have any regrets? And the person said, I wish I would have gotten more coffee at Dunkin' Donuts. Like literally. What? Said this. <laughs> yes. That was his one regret? The friend's regret. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, it was more just about like, this was something that that person really enjoyed. And so okay. they were like, I wish I would have done that. I wish I wouldn't have like held myself back so much. And no, that's one thing that did, like, I did think about that. And I thought, well, I guess if you're someone that just like, if you are noticing it, like when you get your coffee, you notice it and you appreciate it, then I can I can definitely see that it's all, like everybody spends their money differently. So yeah, it, you true. can't like judge a person necessarily for what they spend their money on. Um, but if that was something that that really like that that you really love, then yeah, I get I get that. Well, and uh, fair enough, I get that too. But for two months or even a month, you know, this guy couldn't give up coffee for. It's kind of like know. for the Catholics Maybe out there cop-out. that are that are. Well, that's that's kind of where I'm going, and I don't want to bring this into like a you know, a negative uh, tone here, but I mean, like Catholics give up something for Lent every spring, which I think is, has just started this last week. And so I, I don't see why someone, even if they have a Dunkin' Donuts coffee addiction, can't, you know, make, okay, you don't, you can't buy the coffee at the store for three bucks a cup. Well, buy the K-cups if you have a Keurig or buy yeah, just the, the grounds or the beans or something and make it at home. If you really love Dunkin' Donuts coffee or Starbucks or whatever, you can do it at home. So I don't know. I'm kind of debunking this a little bit because um, because I'm able to do that on our show. But, uh, you know, that that's kind of an interesting take on it for sure. Yeah, I do. I can see that that might be a cop out, but it there could also be that just the, the walking in, the experience of it, that it's, you know, part of the way that you start your day. I got that. But overall, the gist is that this is this has been for us a very good practice um, at the at the core of it to appreciate and notice and prioritize the way that we spend. Right. So we have um, more that we can do with for the things that we really care about. Um, and we highly recommend that it's something that you might consider as well. Duly noted. Okay. Well, I think that pretty much wraps it up for, are we done with this? Okay, well, I think that pretty much wraps it up for this week's episode. Um, again, f- make sure to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash summerstime podcast. Leave comments and reviews and maybe even suggestions on what you might like to hear um, us talk about. And also make sure to subscribe to our podcast on any and all podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, et cetera, et cetera. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.